should mean freedom, liking and accepting anything that you like, playing whatever you want, as sloppy as you want, as long as it's good and it has passion. everybody welcome to another episode of you wouldn't download a podcast today we have special guest blake of legendary page 99 with us welcome blake hi good good to be yeah very stoked to have you here today i like grew up listening to page 99 another like power emo violence whatever i know uh there's like a history like of people not fucking with the word scrams or scream. Oh no. Usually when people ask me now, I'm like, yeah, no, I invented scrams. <laughs> I just straight up say it's mine and orchid owes me money. Dude, <laughs> orchid owes you money. That's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I grew up on that shit. Uh, obviously we met through my mutual friend, Wilson, who was like always, <laughs> down with scrams like he was we went to high school together so he was like my like screamo homie like the only person that i knew would like could recommend bands to me or we could like talk about that type of music together yeah i mean it's good you gotta have a friend like that yeah i mean we don't really talk so much anymore <laughs> but we're yeah we're, i haven't seen wilson like the last year i was living in brooklyn i wasn't drinking at all so i just like like, if I didn't work with you, I didn't really see you anymore, you know? Yeah, that's how it kind of goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the funniest thing I can think of is back when Wilson and I were working together, this was maybe like four years ago, uh, he ordered a Page 99 shirt from our mutual friend, uh, Carter. It was like a used Page 99 shirt. And I went over to his apartment and he's like, how does the shirt look? I've been wearing it for like two days. And I was like... Oh yeah, dude. You well, the thing you got to do is you got to wear it for ninety nine days because it's a page ninety nine shirt. And then he actually did it. That and fucking foul, man. <laughs> he I've wore the shirt for ninety. <laughs> I can't imagine wearing the same clothes for that long. You like knew him during that era? Did you like? Did you like come across him like in the shirt ever? No, I met him right after that. True, true, true. Um, there was like a couple girls uh, at some point that I was hanging out with or hooking up with or what, who knew him. And they'd be like, oh, you're in that band that Wilson loves. He's been wearing your shirt for like however many days now. And it's like, who is this fucking freak? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. The page 99 shirt stays on during sex. 
<laughs> we had stipulations. There was like rules about it. Like he was like, can I take it off and wash it and then put it back on? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I feel like it got really iffy. And I have video of him one night wearing like a different shirt. And he said he like cheated that one day. Oof. But he like, he like washed it and put it back on like after he got home from work or something. I don't know. Pretty fucking crazy. Like Definitely one of the diet. most committed, one of the most committed like fan fandom type situations I've ever seen come out of like a, a joke that I was probably like really drunk or high when I made. This <laughs> sweet dude, like he, he actually trained me at bonus room, um, which is always weird when you're bartending for hour long. I have, you get a new job. They're like, all right, here's the way we do it, which is totally different from other bars. But like, so mm. it basically just an excuse for the person training you to sit there and get drunk while you run the bar and make the money. <laughs> at one point he just like, looks at me and goes, so I got to know, man, what's on the set list? It was like right before shows we were playing. And I was like, oh, you know about that? And then just floodgates open. He's like, you guys like my favorite band in the world. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's true. Extremely uncomfortable. because like Now I'm like, oh, so I can do whatever the fuck I want now. Right. <laughs> now you have leverage. <laughs> As someone that worked in the bar industry, I totally feel you about training shifts. They're like total fucking bullshit. They it's like pointless. whoever's yeah, whoever's training you sits there and you do everything and they keep all the money. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. But yeah, I went I went to uh those shows with Wilson. That shit was fucking wild. I think I I can't remember if I went to both. I know I for sure went to the Gold Sound show. Mm-hmm. And that was like my first time at that venue. And it was, it was pretty sick. I mean, I feel like most of the shows I went to after there were like local or like pretty small. It was never really like took off. I mean, we, we, I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened with the booking, um, but we got that show and the the dude had no idea who we were. Mm -hmm. I don't think he thought it was going to blow up like it did. So when we were getting ready to play, like you literally had to like step on people to get to the stage oh, um, yeah. to perform. And there was one bartender and he, I thought he was going to kill himself back there. You're going to make a ton of money. Like just enjoy it. But right. I good. mean, I don't know if you, I feel like if you were working at a bar like that, that mostly had like local shows and page 99, reunited with majority rule and played a set together there you'd probably yeah. be like this is fucking bonkers i hate my life i'm gonna leave here with like 800 dollars tonight <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but i'd rather leave now <laughs> like if you didn't know that type of music you know um, i mean back in the day i when when i was young and i first started bartending i wouldn't work at a venue that had like straight edge bands or like mm. just young hardcore <laughs> bands like fuck that they're not gonna drink I'm going to be making them sure. soda water all night. They're going to break shit, get in fights. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't yell about their dad. I wouldn't want to bartend for loud ass music either. Right. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, you know, it, it's hard. It's like, you know, I would bartend at like St. Vitus. I feel like that would be sick, like every night. But I'm also like a, a music fan, you know, like I can. None of those bartenders are ever leaving that place. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, if that place survives, yeah. we'll see. Uh, but wait, you said you, you just moved. Where did you uh, take off to? Uh, I went down to Virginia for a while. 
Um, I was in Brooklyn and my job had dried up and I was just like, I was supposed to be doing this rent strike shit. And then my roommate was like, well, guess we're not going to get anything, any money off. So we're not doing the rent strike. And I'm like, okay, so now what? I owe you $6,000 or some shit. I mean, oh God, it was just like, you know, shit wasn't going to open back up. And the couple of bar shifts I worked, um, we're just outside and you don't make any money. And it's like, and I was just looking at like, I don't want to be like a, a, a naysayer about stuff. But like I was looking at the way, like all the shit going on online and uh, how everybody was, just, I lived in Williamsburg. So nobody was wearing masks. I was oh, like, eventually mm-hmm. this is going to blow up. It's going to shut down again. We're going to get destroyed. I mean, I understand. Like, I don't want to be like, I'm the smartest guy in the room, but I also, read history books and i know what happens when people don't think diseases are real so yeah yeah I mean, it's pretty bad i know news. music was going to be gone for at least at least until like mid to late next year same with bars so i had some really uh, uh really good friends um that i had recently reconnected with and they're at the beginning of covid they're like come down and stay with us uh, and you know, in the beginning, like you're just bro, you're in Brooklyn and you're like, ah, I'm fine. I got all this, the extra $600 a week thing happening. And I was like, I can get through this. No problem. Then the government was like, no, nope, fuck everybody that's poor. So mm-hmm. I got out of there and stopped paying rent and like, think about finding something else to do with my life. Mm-hmm. At least for yeah, a I feel years, you. It blows over. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like I went back to some bar shifts. They're all outside. Like, back to unemployment i'm just like waiting it out trying to get into something else but like sticking it out in the city but i'm like you know i've been fortunate enough to pay my rent on time so far (laughs) but it's you know it's it's the whole matter of like none of us should have to do that right now no yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i mean we had two months of actual real help from the government and then it was like, well, you know, you guys are fine. Just shut the fuck up. Get out there. It's going to be okay. Yeah, and Trump is trying to, like, withhold the vaccine from New York now. He's, like, fighting with Cuomo. It's, like, fucking crazy. I mean, fucking fuck both of them. I yeah, hate yeah. For sure. <laughs> Dude, we are anti-Cuomo podcast. The, yeah. the, mo- the, the, the number one anti-Cuomo podcast out there. I will phone bank against him, whoever he is. I, Trump could be running for mayor or for governor. <laughs> like, I would vote for Trump over Cuomo. <laughs> yeah, monkey's paw. We need someone to run against Cuomo, and it's <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. or some <laughs> shit. Jeopardy host, Donald yeah. J. Trump. Oh no! Fuck. You, you gotta be you gotta be careful, Blake. He listens to this podcast. You're gonna put ideas in his head. He's gonna <laughs> run. Lamar Burton. Cuomo and Trump that Cuomo and Trump they both uh they're both subscribers. They're gonna, oh, yeah. they're gonna hear this and they're gonna fucking you know how they, they watch the TV and then they mimic what they hear. So mm-hmm. gotta be careful. I I've got kicked off of, of Twitter twice for just tweeting death threats to Cuomo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth yeah. it. That's that, all. That is Anytime I see de Blasio Cuomo tweet, I'm always just like, you know what? Today's the day. I'm losing yeah. this fucking. You're Twitter like, account. you're like, oh, 
Because <laughs> de Blige no. has been doing this shit recently where he's been online. He's been like, we have to do something about this. The cases <sighs> are going back up. And it's like, bro, you're the fucking mayor. Like, do something about <laughs> I, it. Dark. If only somebody could was in a position of power to help the people. His yeah. like, hands are tied and he's got a ball gag in it. Just like, we can't do anything about this. I'm helping. I mean, Imagine being- I remember when NYPD stole his daughter. Yeah, he's <laughs> the most cucked man alive, dude. He's literally... Cucked by the NYPD. Jesus Christ. Uh, whoever runs those guys' social media accounts, like, if you're listening, quit your job, dude. That's <laughs> awful. Both de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo are like the like the local town politicians in movies where like the main character is like the son or the daughter of the local politician where they're just kind of useless <laughs> and they're like very absent in their lives. That's like exactly right. what they are. A hundred percent, them. I mean, his dad was the the governor t- or the mayor, right? Yeah, yeah. Cuomo's yeah, dad, Mario yeah. Cuomo, and, and then the brother, the brother is like the CNN dark. dude. He's yeah, so annoying. dude. Oh that God. shit. Do you remember back early days in COVID when they would be on the news together? Like Cuomo would they, like they would call fight. in and they would do these little bickering matches back and forth. Like, oh, it's so funny to watch like the two ruling class brothers bicker and fight on TV. Hold, hold on, Aaron, so pull funny. Up, pull up the clip. There's like a clip. I of don't like even want to watch it, dude. No, no, I don't either. But I've had yeah, the worst day today and that's just not, that's not, not, not going to help my mood right now. Well, but I'm saying there's one where like their mom calls in and like uh, tries to like settle, settle the rivalry and they're like talking shit to each other back and forth. I'm punching the air right now. No, I'm it. punching the air. It's I'm funny, except they both got like paid mad money to be there. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucking theater. It's theater, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. We hate it. <clears throat> but yeah, I guess Trump today uh, tweeted acknowledging Biden's win. It was like, he won, but this is what happened. I mean, in he's right. Nobody wins that election. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like, we all we lose. Another four years of Hillary stands just going, see, you progressives, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, burn the White House down. Yes, right. Literally, turn it into a spirit Halloween. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Why not? Be a sick spirit Halloween. That's a good place to find a black tuxedo, a cape, and a mask. The new White House spirit Halloween. Yeah. So I can go to those Long Island sex parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard those are they're uh, they're ignoring all the shutdown warnings. All those big mansion sex parties. (laughs) Just showing out. No one's wearing masks in there. Or they're wearing masks, but not they're not uh you know protective yeah. masks. J- Jacob, like, just, uh, you just watched Eyes Wide Shut last night. I take it. I had to rewatch it. Yeah, I feel like it you was had kind of- you had to rewatch <laughs> yeah. it. It seems like you had to do like it, do it for homework or something. Nah, this this guy came into my house and he said he was Stanley Kubrick's like third cousin, and he just pointed a gun at me and he was like, "You got to put that on right now." So I had to download it. <laughs> And it was uh-huh. like 15 gigabytes. So I was just Wait, standing there. Wait, that happened with, to you too? Yeah. See, it, was, it was going on. I saw like a post online on one of the boards said something about it's happening to a lot of people right now. It's just a coincidence that it happened during like prime horny hours. You know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but you know, I, I watched 2001 A Space Odyssey and The Shining and uh, I started getting some knocks, knocks on my window. So I look all, outside all- and... Uh, 
this guy passes me a note through the window and it says, uh, you better watch eyes wide shut next. <laughs> was like the, the moonlight glowing blue in like, did your whole house like illuminate blue, like in the movie? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You, wow. You it's posted, crazy that we all went through that. You posted your eyes wide shut meme at like 1am on the dot. That's all I'm saying. You know yeah. what I mean? That was when it was time. As, as you as Jacob was walking down the street in like Greenwich Village, being followed by a mysterious man. Yeah. It was like his I last had this, film. <laughs> I had this great uh memory of one time when I went in when you were working and I was wearing a power trip shirt and you were like, Oh, I love those guys. You know, I was in a hardcore band too. And I was like, Yeah, man. I know. Like in my mind, that was all I was thinking. It was just the most <laughs> humble presentation of just page 99's existence. You know what I mean? So wait, Blake, what do you think? Do you think like, what is your like percentage of people that, that like your, your patrons that come in that know who you are and like know who page 99 is? <laughs> hey, like very, very small percentage. Like, um, I've, I've been recognized a couple times. Mm-hmm. But that was like right after we played in New York, and actually, the the few times I have gotten recognized is because I've been wearing my own shirt, like <laughs> right. in the bar. And it depends. Like, uh, the bar I was working at was right next to Brooklyn Steel, so like, mm-hmm. um, people would come in to like go to whatever, like you know, when Jawbox is playing or some band that has like a punk adjacent, you know, um, band. I would always wear like. <laughs> I have like 14 page I nine a minute majority rule shirts. Uh, <laughs> so it's just like, I would wear those and people would be like, Oh, I love that band. And then <laughs> I would have the choice to be like, well, do I say anything? <laughs> and then, you know, you could, if you're in a good mood, you'd be like, well, I've got a secret for you. I'm the singer. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I was going to say like, someone comes up to you and they're like page 99 fucking sick band. And you're like, I know. <laughs> just like, no, they fucking suck. I got this from an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, you right. gotta start if you have fourteen of those shirts. You gotta start referring to them as documents. <laughs> Do- documents of clothing. That is a wearing document eight. <laughs> Very tight. I don't know. Um, did you guys have like new music on the horizon? Was like anything planned? No. Nah. I mean, it, the, anything can be on the table with those guys. It kind of depends on. Just a bunch of factors. We're all still um, doing things. I recently started playing music again. Um, I was doing stand-up comedy for a long time, and that whole world was just sad and gross. I went back to playing music. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was fun. Um, it was really great playing with the guys. We are probably going to play again. Um that's been discussed. We have like a, a group text thing, but I don't think there's, there's a couple members who would do it. There's a couple who probably wouldn't, but you never know. It's hard to coordinate. I mean, you guys have eight people. So, oh, like, I just mean the, like writing new music. Oh, writing. Yeah. Right. Well, even then just like getting together to do shit has got to be hard. I mean, now <laughs> it's like everyone wants to like hunker down and do shit, but you like literally with that many members, everyone's in like different places and shit. I mean, most of that stuff, Mike wrote the music. Uh, it was Mike and Johnny that wrote almost everything. Mike could do the, uh, would, would, like Mike and Johnny would arrange guitar riffs 
and drum parts. And then the songs would coalesce around that. Like me and Chris would always come up with lyrics and vocal parts like a week or two before the studio. Mm-hmm. Because we, we'd always have these grand plans getting together and do stuff. And then we just like sit around talking about aliens or playing video games. Right. But that exactly. was back when we all, like me, Mike, and Chris all lived together. So it was pretty easy to, to get together to work. Well, if I've learned anything from Blink-182, playing video games and talking about aliens is pretty much what destroys a band. So. <laughs> Should have listened to the, the, those guys. They're like, I don't um, know, I mean, the Nostradamus like, of our time. He, like, proved that aliens were, like, real. Like, he, like, exploited, like, the government's footage or whatever. Who is this? Tom DeLong from Blink-182, he like, had like some History Channel show and he like had some clips of like a UFO and he played it on the show and then like NASA and the government came out and like said that it was real or some shit. Like over the summer last year, I think. I thought pop punk band just like banged underage girls. I didn't know they actually <laughs> had anything to do with really. The UFO thing, it's the side hobby. Like, banging underage girls is the, the day job. That's why they do it. And then... Oh, Jesus. Man. Then you meet, it's like, true. a Waitress in Roswell, and you're like, there's more to this than... <laughs> Jesse Lacey from Brand New put, put an astronaut on the album for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. It's it's no uh, coincidence. It's a, it's a QAnon deep theory you got to search the web but yes pop punk bands and pizza there's a reason that they go together like that Ooh, yeah <laughs> good point yeah. great point actually bands aren't to drink yet <laughs> they're all liberal <laughs> they're all playing warp tour something's bound to happen you know what i mean it's like i've known a few people who've played in warp tour and all of them are just like really sad late 40 year old alcoholics now mm-hmm. <laughs> makes sense yeah I mean, you could be describing like all of like anti-flag or something. <laughs> yeah, or like uh, less than Jake. <laughs> I mean, I don't Maybe. know that it does, but I'm I'm sure they're not super happy. I mean, who who's happy playing a saxophone and fucking dude? 2020? I honestly, if I had the wind, I would play horns in a ska band in a second. It'd mm, probably be fun. Rightfully I'm so. Sure it'd be fun, fun every you, night. You don't have to do shit. Like you just stand there. Yeah, yeah you, you, just, you just do some dance uh, skank. Once in a while, you're like, doo do doo That was my big part. Song <laughs> yeah. It's like, next thing you know, you're in a fucking Trey Parker movie and basketball playing. You're like the band. <laughs> Real big fish. And that had a ska amount of members in it. Right. Uh, but no, no cool horn parts. Hmm. Maybe that's what's next. When you guys write some new material, you guys bang out some, <laughs> some killer horn parts. I think that could be fucking sick. Yeah, you're you're teaching yourself how to play it as you record, so it's uh, it's real real raw. Play horn stuff on synth pretty easily, but I think the most fun part was if we got back together and released a new album, and it was a ska record. I think that would be fucking hilarious. Let's go. If you you got like John Zorn to do the (laughs) horn parts on it, John Zorn ska, John Zorn like. Play saxophone over some of that shit. John that Zorn and Colin Colin Stetson ska band. You, you I need don't know the guys are. They're like avant garde, like free jazz, like New oh, York legends. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if we're gonna do it. It has to just be funny, but really catchy. Mm. 
Yeah, you guys get like like it's like a you do an, a document split with a uh, catch twenty two checkered with you checkered, yeah, and and it's like a, the album art is like a close up of like a van's checkerboard that's like destroyed with like sharpie writing on it. We do like a split with skank and pickle or something. No, it's gotta be it's gotta be with like the the dude from Catch Twenty Two and uh, what was the band after that? It's like Wilson's other favorite band, like a Catch star Twenty Three, dude. Wilson loves ska too. He, dude, Wilson, yes, of course. What a what a many layered character. And the thing is, is when he told me that he worked with you, he told me like it was nothing. He was like, "Oh yeah, like Blake, like the singer of Page Ninety Nine. I work with him at Bonus Room now." And I was like, "Dude, tr- stop trying to tell me like you're not like melting down inside." <laughs> I, I I I get trying to play things cool. He was in love with me from the start. That's how he is. It's uh, you know, he he definitely is a huge page 99 fan. He has that huge backpatch on his like Levi's jacket. Uh, yeah. And also I think Wilson would just like, he's just, he was a nice guy. Like I'm sure he would have been a friend anyway. Sure. Yeah. Especially in bar world. Like, you know, he's very like, like aside from the music world, the bar world is like where he like keeps most of his like social, like charisma, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you got I get. on that shit to get jobs and money. You know, even if you got the job, you got to be nice <laughs> to get yeah, the fucking tips. I mean, bar shit can be exhausting too, but I miss yeah. it. It's fun. I miss it too, honestly. But I also just miss being in a bar, like on the other side. You know, just yeah. like I miss anything social right now. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like. I feel like we're gearing up. Uh, my partner and I, we just bought a bunch more like cleaning supply shit because the wave is coming back to New York now. So I'm like gearing up to go back to like four months ago when I was like disinfecting the doorknob like every time I touched it. Yeah. Just in case. I mean, I know you got your COVID test. Aaron went and got a COVID test today. Yeah, dude, the line. I had to wait for three hours outdoors today to get a ah. COVID test. It's pretty nasty. Where did you go? Like a city MD? Yeah, city MD uh, in Bushwick on Knickerbocker. It took forever. <laughs> I heard the move is to go to Woodhole. Honestly, right now it's supposed to be much, much faster, which is insane. It's like Blake is laughing because Woodhole is like famously known as being like the worst hospital in New York to like go to. No, uh, I mean when my heart popped because from smoking crack. I don't know if you know how it's all about me. <laughs> I was on crack. Uh, they, they picked me up in the ambulance and they were like, uh, all right, we're going to take you to Woodhall. I was like, no. Anywhere <laughs> but Woodhall. That's, that's what I'm tr- you're trained to say. Right, exactly. Not- but what they didn't tell me that Wyckoff Heights is even goddamn worse. Yeah, Wyckoff really? Heights is, is the dead zone. Yeah, I was like right across the street from a bar. I was like, I had just quit. Uh, uh, yeah. to bar. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I, know, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> we're all like Bushwick area, like all have lived. I live in Greenpoint now, but we're all like have been in Bushwick for some time, so we're all familiar with the hospital system here and how uh, yeah. how sketchy it can be. <laughs> Dude, that place was a nightmare. It's in there for like a day and a half. <laughs> Just like, damn. Can I leave now? And they're like, well, they I. They had I had to go through all these tests and shit. I'm like, 
listen, I'm just going to go out and keep doing drugs. We just. Right. But then I stopped. <laughs> they're like, all right, you can go. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I feel like yeah. Wyckoff Heights at the beginning of the COVID thing was like one of the, it was like ground zero. Like that was where like all the refrigerator trucks and shit were. No, was the it? worst one? It was the one in Queens. Mm, Elmhurst? Elmhurst. It was, yeah, that yeah. was like the first, but it first was pretty, one that got yeah. hit. Like really bad. You got to figure yeah. out. I think you got to have relationships with EMTs if you live in Brooklyn and Queens. So you can be like, just take me somewhere in Manhattan. Like, put me on a copter <laughs> or some shit. No, you can tell them to take you anywhere, but some of them cost money to go to. Yeah, call mm. me a blade. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, some, are, some are like private hospitals. Like, you can go to the private hospital if you want to pay for it. It's just like way more money. Uh, I don't know. The second time I went to the hospital, I had a panic attack during COVID. Of just mm-hmm. like, like I was, my mental state was fucking deteriorating, and uh, I called an ambulance again because I thought like I thought I really thought this time I was having a heart attack. <laughs> I keep doing that, um, but this time I was like, the ambulance picked me up. Like, where do you want to go? And I was like, not Woodhull. And they were like, all right, Wyckoff Heights. I was like, nope, take me to a <laughs> white neighborhood. Prospect Park, uh, uh, somewhere Park Slope. So they took me to the hospital in Fort Greene. It was nice as shit. Oh, yeah, Fort Greene's nice, dude. It was it was so pretty in there. I mean, staff was super nice, but scary shit. Like it was during COVID, and people in the emergency room that were working there kept taking their masks off. Mm. Oof. Big mistake. And that was before shit had really calmed down. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I can't imagine I, what it was like to be like a doctor on the front lines. That shit dude. had to be like fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've seen I've seen a handful of I, I have a couple friends from school or whatever who are doctors and see people on Twitter and like some of the little tweets that I've seen. Friends are from just Rizzi? Fu- no, like I had a friend from Brown. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, I got my. Rizzi does stand for Rhode Island School of Doctors. So, oh, God, um, you do. Not many people know this. Yeah. No, but like I've seen some really fucked up tweets that are just like a glimpse at like the type of shit that people have to endure as a as a ER doctor or whatever. Well, yeah, and then it became like it became like clickbait media. Like I feel like every fucking news station had like doctors on the front lines doing interviews about how terrible it was. And it's like, yeah, right. It's like we know, man. Like you don't need to fucking like blow this shit up. Like we see it. Like yeah, everyone's mental shit is like fucked up right now. Mm -hmm. I I live like in South Third in in Bedford in Williamsburg. Just right next to the Hasidic neighborhood. When that shit was first going on, like just twenty four hour a day uh, ambulances, mm. people they were they were still having weddings. Like when the shit was still skyrocketing, mm. and nobody was wearing masks or distancing in that community, and like they were, it was horrifying. Jeez. Yeah, and then they were still having huge weddings recently, and the city like shut them down. And then they're coming out being like, "Oh, it's anti-Semitism." It's like, no, you guys are having like two hundred fucking people come to a wedding in the middle of a pandemic. Y'all are a cult, okay? Let's. They're, they're uh, yeah. And then I mean, now I li- we're in the suburbs, and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, 
no, like pe- some people take it seriously here, but like, you know, like second week I was in here, this big fat dude not wearing a mask in the Harris Teeter grocery store. And I was walked by him and I was like, come on, man. And the dude's like, why don't you take me outside, motherfucker? Put a mask on me. And I was like, okay. Uh, and like, I was just there to buy diapers with my friend for his kid. <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah, right, right. But there's that part of me that's like, yeah, I want to fight you. I would like to beat the shit out of you. Just like. And then you're like, I don't want to get your blood or spit on me. That's like what's holding me back from doing it. Yeah, everyone's but just like I have the same deal. Poisoned. Just like I was we got working, these liberties. Well, I was working and I had to take the train, and my partner was just like, "Don't say anything to any." Like, yeah. I was w- walking down the stairs to the train, and this dude got in my face because, like, him and his girlfriend were like standing on the steps, like taking up both sides, and I was coming down. So I stopped for a second and I guess I like, I had headphones on. I was like listening to music or podcast or something. And I like breathed. I was like, Oh man. And the dude like got in my face and was like, what? And I was like, dude, I'm just trying to go to work. Come on. (laughs) Like, come on. I'm not like trying to say anything to you, but people are like intentionally not wearing the mask because they're looking for a fight because they just want to like fight somebody. Yeah. They know someone's going to say some shit to them. It's so stupid. Ooh. To be fair, a fight probably would feel good right about now because it's been uh-huh. so socially isolated and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like just, I just want somebody to touch me. I don't even care how it happens. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Does yeah, not whatever at this point. For sure. You, you just need to like see page 99 should have played a show at the, the million MAGA March and just started like slamming into fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would have got killed if I had gone to that place. Dude, yeah, there's some would, pretty f- crazy clips I saw from that yesterday. It was, it was yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, it was last night. And they said a, a million people, over a million people went, and then apparently that's like false, falsely reported. Like I heard there was like a couple thousand, and they said it was a million. Oh, there of course, are a million like far right. I don't know those those. Fuck all those people. It's mm. it's insane. Yeah, I I want out of this country so bad. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, the fucked up thing is Trump was like, if I win, I'll push through like, like more stimulus shit like right away, and then he loses and refuses to concede, and then Biden, it's like, okay, well, it's cool that you won. But now we're not going to see money till at least like the end of January, maybe. I, mean, the whole like, thing I need, about I need it, money. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, Biden, Trump, either one of them. Like it's this, it's the Senate, and it's the House, right. and it's the leadership. Like Pelosi can fuck off. She, she, her whole job for for forty years now has been to do nothing and just point at the other side and go. This is why nothing's getting done. It's, it's the Republicans. Literally. It's all they've been doing forever. And there's actually like young, young congressmen and women that are like fighting to get stimulus done. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is like, like, everybody, no, like nobody, we all see what's happening. We see yeah. that Chuck Schumer got reelected again. And every, like, he's, I, there's like, what else do they fucking want from us? We can't work anymore, you know? It's it, it. There's. It's fucking. Yeah. If as soon as they get, as soon as they like 
give in a little bit and like give the people something, then they'll be expected to do more and more. So they don't even want to give even crumbs to the yeah. people. It's it's so fucking cynical. Yeah, and oh, they're like, I hate yeah, them so much. <laughs> we agreed to give like three point one, but they want three point three. It's ridiculous. It's like, dude, just put through three point one trillion. Like, just yeah. do it or whatever. The fact that we're like. We're like, like the, 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 these people are like arguing like how much is like too much is so brain poison to me. Like that that's even a legitimate like discussion to be having right now. Well, like how, many tri- how many trillions were, how many pu- trillions were pushed through to save these massive corporations and shit with like at, at, a, at a day's notice. And now we're like, oh, well, we don't want to like give people handouts or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't pay people to stay home and not work they're gonna get lazy and it's like well, jesus it's fucking christ it's like there's a whole plague going on like oh my god yeah it's it's it, it, it you know what it's like it's a certain point it's like beyond the pale it's like you've already rationalized that things are going acceptably even though it might be unfortunate it's 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 acceptable if if like if if you convince enough people that that's the case which like i you know, because here's the difference between like earlier this year and now, right? So like earlier this year, when it was just starting, it was like huge panic mode. Everyone was freaking yeah. out. Everyone was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, I'm terrified. Like, my whole family's gonna die. Blah blah blah. I'll never see my grandparents again. All this stuff. And almost three hundred thousand dead people later, we're nearing the end of the year, and um, that panic Lord. isn't there anymore. Everyone is is like, well, you know, the bad part was uh, back earlier this year, but, you know, the restaurants are opening again and I can go see my friends without feeling bad about it now. And uh, that panic isn't there. So, like, how do you like but like there's such a dissonance, right? You look at all these graphs of like the lines going up like exponentially, but like the panic, like everyone's like, well, no, but like nothing has changed. And it's not just like people, individuals like it's like. Like the the cities are still reopening, doing this reopening shit, which will take forever. And only this week is stuff being like, oh, well, we might have to shut schools down again. We might have to close restaurants again. And it's like, it's too late. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a, there's a reason it's going back up again. Over and, 180,000 new cases yesterday. Yeah. And like the fact that that's not shocking, like it was in the beginning when it was a fraction of that number is like yeah. so disturbing to me. Like if you if you you know just to say the Spanish flu, like just to look on that last last really really bad one. Yeah. The second wave was the one that absolutely annihilated everybody. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I'm gearing up to stay home again. I I like. I mean, it's about to be winter here. I'm not gonna fucking want to go anywhere anyway. Yeah. Like. Right. And you know, after like five years of working in bars, like going as a patron to a bar has like lost its luster to me anyway. Like, I don't give a fuck about going out. I'm like, I have a bottle of vodka here. If I really want to drink, I don't really drink that much, but like, I'm chilling. <laughs> I do not need to go. Man, right I'm now. sorry. I guys podcast to a real bummer. Everything's going. <laughs> Listen, I had to stand in line for three hours in the cold today. Yeah. I'm, I'm in full doomer mode right now. Like I, you can- know what it is too is the fact that like, I haven't been around any New Yorkers or really talked to anybody in like yeah. a good month and a half, two months now. And uh-huh. I forgot like, like the official pastime of New Yorkers is just, just complaining. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good that's that guy. been great. That's I'm also I'm Jewish. Also, it's cultural. It's part yeah. cultural. Well, I don't know um, what I don't know where if how different it is for you now based on where you're at. But like, uh, it's night and day. It's oh insane. yeah, like I've like I've heard of people who are in more like less. You know, you're in nyc and it's pretty dense and you know you go outside and most people are wearing a mask and you kind of have to wear a mask to go places i've heard people who are in less populous areas you wouldn't know there was a pandemic if you if you if no one told you you know i've been uh a friend of mine that i reconnected with we've been going she's been taking me out hiking Mm. uh like not like fun la hiking like fucking appalachian trail shit i'm trying (laughs) to not be fat anymore in the last part of my life right Uh, and it's brutal in terms of like the exercising, but like, like when you get out like Western Virginia, like those people, they like open carrying on one side with extra clip on the other side <laughs> and no math. I'm like, what? You're, who, who do you think is going to rob your, your Nissan Stanza? I know. You're driving. <laughs> like the, the thing is they're standing by and standing down. That's what they're doing. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's this pure fantasy. It's like carrying a broadsword around. You know what? I should start doing that. I started carrying knives again. That's fun. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's way cooler. Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, are- you know, guns are cool. Don't get me wrong. I think guns are kind of cool, but knives are even cooler. I, I, like got my, yeah. I got my little knife right here. That's the uh-huh. smallest knife I've ever seen. I have my Swiss it's Army it's knife right here. It's legal right now. boxes at work and shit, but I, I have a bigger one that I carry around, but it's illegal, so I like don't carry it everywhere. I want to get yeah. a butterfly yeah. knife. So, Virginia, you can carry a knife around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just like out in the, the kind of boonies parts. Like the area I'm in, it's like in, it's, it's suburbs, it's nice. Like nobody, it's, it's rare that somebody's not wearing a mask in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, people are pretty respectful of distance. Like nobody walks anywhere either. Mm-hmm. So like, there's nobody on the sidewalks ever. Um, but I just you know walk around, enjoy the open sky, um, and then try not to think about like what what do I do for the rest of my life now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are the questions we're starting I mean, to ask ourselves. Shit'll be back. I, I'd say 2022. Shit'll be like almost like fully back. That's yeah, my guess. But, like who knows? If something else isn't going to pop up by then, and I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm looking at like possibly going back to school or going to school. Mm-hmm. But that's like, and then it's like another three years till I'll be out of that shit. Sure. Yeah, I'm look. I'm doing the same thing. I'm like looking at getting them like a master's or something, but I'm not sure yet. <laughs> it's like looking at associate's degrees, but you right. can't. Even I mean, start, you can't even dude, start till I, next fall. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's like online programs. I'm looking. I'm like trying to make a switch from service to something like social media or something, and I'm like, all right. Well, I've been working in service for like <laughs> I don't know, like eight years like 10 years like i need to give myself an edge somehow so I know. school might might be the answer but, yeah, but i'm not sure no i've been in social in service industry so long like you know that old did you ever see shawshank redemption yeah yeah like that old man that they let out and he just hangs himself like i, I feel like that's me 
Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. When who's new for money than crime or just giving people money and being like, or giving people booze and have them be like, here's your, you're, you're cut off the top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I've, been, I've been watching the new season of Fargo. I don't know. It's a uh, crime could be, crime could be back in a big way. Just don't step on any toes. <laughs> I, I, criminals are generally so stupid. It's like, if you guys have ever been like an actual drug, like a drug dealer, everybody you work with is so dumb and annoying. It's like worse than an actual job. Really? Oh, absolutely. It's worse because yeah. it's like there's something always like looming that could happen bad. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, right, the of, like clocking in, seeing people you cannot stand. Plus, you can go to jail forever. Exactly. Right, right, right. I think the and new folks, you- mm-hmm. it's going to be going to plumbing because here's the thing. Nobody has ever shat in their home toilet as much as people have in the past couple of months. That's such there, a good point. There is some undue precedence on those pipes right now. People are taking a record number of shits in their toilets. Oh, and yeah. I, That's I such think a good the point, plumbing dude. is going to be the way to go. Plus, you're not with, plumbing with right the, now. With the plumbing angle, uh, Mario, big nostalgia factor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, kids love Mario, and I think we He's, should leverage that to get more kids to go to trade school uh, to be plumbers. I mean, yes. I, was, I, was, I was talking about doing trade school down here, um, mm-hmm. or not trade school, just I was thinking about doing electrician work, mm-hmm. um, but like start off as an apprentice because, you know, union work for electrician, you can make a decent livable wage. Totally. Yeah, it's like four or five years to get your journeyman's license. Yeah. And in yep. Virginia, it's a right-to-work state, and it really there's not that many union shops mm-hmm. because people don't give a fuck about unions here. Right. So starting pay was thirteen dollars an hour. Oof. The dude was like, he offered me that, and I was like, "Fuck off, man! That's- How do you even live? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's less than I'm making on unemployment from cash uh, bar bar work. Yeah, right." Damn. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm from Florida. They just like voted to raise minimum wage to 15 there. But I remember when I was making, I worked at like a record store and shit. And I made like 750 an hour. This That's is like 2011. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, it's, how do you live on that? It's still 725 an hour in Virginia, and man. it's like, one of the richest. Like, I live in the richest county in the United States now. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> That's fucking nuts. I, I don't like, know. Right to work is a funny name though, because it's like it's like yeah, right it's to just not get paid. It's an absolute lie. <laughs> yeah. Right to work sucks. Like like that's why any job I had in Florida that I was like unjustly fired for, it was allowed to happen. Like sure. it's like, oh, right to work? Well, right to fire. Like I yeah. don't need a reason. That's like part of the law. It's like, yep. oh, that you know, the record store owner when he fired me was like I'm firing you because someone I know told me you said something bad about me. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound, <laughs> that doesn't sound absolutely made up, completely made up. But, uh, okay. I guess cause you're like in your forties and I'm like 23 years old and you don't like me. Jeff, you uh, got fired a, over a game of go. telephone, dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, playing a game of telephone. Like middle school girlfriend. Yeah. Then, oh yeah. Literally. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, my friend said that we should break up uh, because uh, they don't like you. So, sorry. It, it was never confirmed that anyone that I actually said anything. 
And then, right. uh, and then I got banned for for shopping there too much. They banned me. They told me they were going to call the, call the cops. This so is so I was, funny. I was kind of like a criminal for buying records. Yeah, yeah, you could have gotten. I, uh, I felt arrested for that. Arrested for shopping. <laughs> I felt the heat. To I do was a like, buddy cop so, movie like dogs. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I'm trying to keep your uh, your. Fit, like failing industry business going yeah. i'll stop coming in jeff is uh jeff jeff's new grift is going to be reselling represses but on discogs he says it's an original press so he charges it for <laughs> he charges like a hundred dollars for it but it's actually a repress and, he gets, and then he gets his, the cops called on him shit right there. yeah that's ugh. starts to way down one of, like the one of the main on the side yeah uh-huh one of the main like last straws with me at the record store was i was going in and buying these like slint spiderland boxes like these slint reissue spiderland boxes and they had them for like 150 bucks and i bought like four of them because they were selling on they were selling online for like for like five something (laughs) and he ran up and tried to stop me right after my card got swiped and i was like i guess i already own these (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i like walked out and he was pissed because they they like found my ebay and were like fuck him he's not gonna sell our shit online for more than we sell it for online <laughs> I got, like, that's how it went down but yeah that's man, it so was, funny i forgot about that it that's was something ridiculous. how much money did you make off that oh i made a lot of money i uh I like went to record store day that year and I bought a bunch of records and sold them for more money. And since I was friends with the manager, he would call me every time they got like a, a, a new shipment of stuff that was already hard to get. Cause they had yeah. like a good distributor and he'd be like, Oh, we got a bunch of the, uh, Anamana Gucci, Scott Pilgrim versus the world <laughs> soundtracks in which that year I made a killing on cause they were like $20 and they were selling for like $80 and I sold like 20 of them. <laughs> Jeff, how could you leave this life of crime? <laughs> Ultimate drift. I got banned. <laughs> I got banned from the record store. Damn. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that was, that was the time I, uh, I got locked out of my PayPal for a couple of years, so I stopped selling <laughs> records on eBay, and that's how I fell out of it. So you're like the you're the Wal- you're like Walter White over here, just I, slinging that was, shit. That was like I moved to New York in the in the summer, and that was like the spring and early summer right before I moved. So that's how I like put a couple extra bucks in the bank before I mm-hmm. came up here without without a job. You know, mm-hmm. that was another mistake. To, People, listeners out there, don't move to New York if you don't have like a job. Like, or you're able. Yeah, don't move to New York. We we got enough fucking podcasters here. <laughs> Literally, everybody out there is just going to be like working like podcast, uh, Uber Eats. Only yeah, working at the podcast factory. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm still waiting on a second interview from Uber Eats. So <laughs> relax. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of competition up here. You don't just have to have a card. You have to, uh, you have to have a, a bachelor's in fine arts. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. You have a to be a working social media following. Yeah, you have to have 40 k or more on Instagram. <laughs> Dude, one time I was so I worked at the woods. I guess it's not far from where you live, Blake, in Williamsburg. Oh, yeah. 
and I worked I, I worked there for like four years and up until the pandemic when it closed. Um, but me and my coworker took a, a cab home from the woods one time and the driver was like pestering us about his social media following, trying to get us to follow him. And he made us get out and take a picture with him. And he asked what, what my name was and I told him it was Jeff. And he kept calling me Zed, and he tagged me in the photo as Zed. <laughs> oh, that's pretty sweet. Oh, my God. And when I looked at the photos, I went to his profile, and it was just, like, tons of, like, pictures of him with other cab passengers. And he had, like, 12K. <laughs> he was, like, hustling. Holy I renamed you he, to Zed in the Zoom chat, Jeff. He, ha he had a, a mute we had a mutual friend and it was a coworker from one of, one of my bars. So I went into work and I was like, yo, Mike, who, how do you know this guy? And he was like, what the fuck? How, what do you mean? How do I know this guy? He drove me home one time. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So this is how he gets followers. He probably drives like, like 50 people a night and like, and like pressures them to following him. What a king. Jeff, that's how you got to evade the shadow ban. Gotta That's manually get new followers. I'm like, I think I'm pretty clear of the shadow ban right now. My problem is I took a couple of days off and mm. lost my momentum of Oof. engagement. But uh mm -hmm. that last meme I posted with the taking back Sunday thing, and I know what you did last summer was pretty good. I think it's pushing me back into the uh the sphere. The meme sphere. The, uh, the rich <laughs> sphere. I'm all <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, we're like extremely online. And I feel like, Blake, you're like, you're moderately online. Like when I messaged you about coming on the podcast, I was like, okay, I hope, I hope he like sees this. Cause you know, sometimes shit gets stuck in like the message folder. Yeah. And people that don't check their internet a lot. Like, you know, but you, you were quick, man. You replied right away. Very, very like, yeah, I'm, very I'm, good I'm working alive. relationship. <laughs> I got a big page 99 meme. Now that but I think I, about oh, it. Yeah. I got to pop up my bed. Yeah. Jacob's got, <laughs> Jacob had like a very, Jacob had a very famous page 99 meme. I feel like it's my Valentine's day one that I, uh, I repost all the time. I feel like every time I look at anything I made like two years ago, I just think it's automatically just kind of cringy now. Like I just look at it and I'm like, not funny anymore. Yeah, like when I look, I look at, at your account, I think that like, too. Not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I'm, lot I'm way ahead of you, Jacob. I'm looking at your new stuff and I'm thinking that. So <laughs> I think it's a lot funnier now just to like go back to the old school shit. Like put some impact font and like a dog. A gradient. It's like, yeah. Like <laughs> Jacob was the, the, the gradient uh, master in 2017. Early in the day, it's 2017. Yeah. It's just wild to me because memes weren't a thing when I was a kid or right, yeah. even when I was a young adult. Like it's an integral part of like the younger generation's lives, but like we didn't, we didn't like the earliest kind of memes were just those annoying guys you worked with that would like they would quote the anchor man all the time or <laughs> yeah, whatever fucking Ron Burgundy. Uh, yeah, sure. So that was me. Like, I thought that's what, <laughs> what what memes were for the longest time. Some of them are funny now, but at the deepest level, that is what they still are. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, that's <laughs> that. That's that. That filled that void for that time. Like, but now, like those those that kind of movie just aren't. It's not really made that much anymore. Yeah. Like those oh, like, sort of goofy 
one-liner comedy movies. I mean, as far as I'm aware, maybe they are. I mean, Borat too, dog. <laughs> Borat too was pretty funny. It, it was, was good. Funny. I liked it. I still love Lamp. Yeah. Yes. I love it. They were. I used to work at Home Depot, and there was like four or five of these dudes. I swear to God, all they did was just quote, um, "What the fuck is that? What's the actor's name?" Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Like that. It was either that or that movie Step Brothers. Like they would just communicate (laughs) by saying movie lines with each other. And Dude, that's, how they got brothers. that's how all hate- retail jobs are. I worked uh, at yeah. Sears in college. That's all anyone did. They just quote fucking movies. And I was like, I'm going to hang myself with an HDMI cable. Yeah. And right, right <laughs> Monster right cable, right. dude. You got to do the monster yeah. cable. And then everyone on the far <laughs> left is like, at least quote 40 year old virgin, you know? Oh my God. I still Come haven't on. seen that movie actually. Is it, is it any good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty funny. But whatever. I like it. It was fine. But like, I, it was fun. Like, I just did. Like, I'm not like an advocate for uh, <laughs> suicide or anything. <laughs> I just want to get that out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we. You know, like, I've had a lot of time like just by myself and just think about shit since COVID started. And I literally thought, like, you know, there were times in my life where I was sort of suicidal when I was younger, and I was like. I should have done it. Like, what have I been not like? Is this, Man, this is why yeah. we're here to become a SNL and yeah, your background with the the Kinta cloth on Nancy Pelosi, like yeah, Jacob has the Nancy Pelosi right Kinta cloth background. <laughs> it's insane. It's it's topical. It's yeah. Wait, Jeff's background is a. Jeff's background is they did surgery on a grape, by the way. It's the it's grape surgery. Will you change my name in the Zoom to Zed, 40-year-old virgin? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked I, up. I've been watching it happen in real time. It's pretty great. Oh, man. Oh, well. There's a hacker in this Zoom call. I do that like on multiple times we do this podcast and no one notices. So I'm glad he's <laughs> getting some attention now. Well, well, I'm it's just gonna just I'm you. gonna put out there as a disclaimer. If you if you need help, reach out. The the hotline is out there. We'll put a hotline yeah. link in the <laughs> description of the episode. Yeah, I had uh, my DM right too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm not saying kill yourself. I mean, if listen. you're thinking, it, you know, there's there's two sides to every coin, you know. <laughs> um, that's you know. We're gonna have the number in the in the podcast description. Don't worry, guys. If you don't listen to us, we're not trained professionals, but we ha- trained professionals are standing nearby. Uh, oh my God, let's like can we can we end on a lighter <laughs> note? Can we end on a lighter note? It's gotten pretty um, dark. I got an like idea. I got an idea. Here. How about so, Blake? On our podcast, whenever we have like a a guest from a band, we try to see if there's any um. Nightcore remixes of the band <laughs> online where they like so night, nightcore is a genre where like they like speed up the music and like harmonize the vocals in like a chipmunk kind of fashion. So we'll okay. see if there's a we're gonna see if there's any page ninety nine nightcore oh, versions, is. which I'm sure there yeah. are. I'm gonna be bummed if there isn't. I found ooh this one nightcore in love with an apparition sixteen views. Oh my what do you god. Think? What other let's make it what other <laughs> All right, yeah, we're clicking on it. What, 
Here we go. Yeah, boost that. Whoever did that. Let's get them up to 18 views. So, yeah, we're going to play out the episode with the Nightcore, uh, <laughs> Nightcore page 99 cover. Oh, <laughs> look at that art. Oh, shit. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Dude, it does. It sounds fucking good. It's good. This actually slaps so hard. The baby kicking too. He's now, Blake, have you guys ever considered like stepping up the speed? No. Isn't we thought of oh. they like to do this so they can do their own song faster and better? <laughs> <laughs> What's with the the pancake face? I don't know. That's pretty I'm cool art. Perfect today. Wait, let's the see. Baby is there is awesome. One? Wait, <laughs> this is, is the only one, one I found. Oh, Let me man. see. We're, we're gonna have to make some. That had 16 views four months ago. 17 now. Seven. So says nine core ninety nine. We so can play yeah. it again. Let's let's just rock it again one more time. It, it's short enough at that point. Oh wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This one might be even better. Yeah, Page like, ninety nine. In love there. with an apparition. Nightcore kazoo cover. Oh and shit! Go. Drop it. And it's got the animated cities. <laughs> wow Dude, that was pretty cool i respect these these people in times of covid you know trying to find new ways to rework the old material <laughs> what? i don't know this one has more views than the other one this one has oh, 20 God. views no comments no Aaron, comments. Pop a, com- pop a comment on there. <laughs> the fucking kazoo. <laughs> it's pretty good. I-, I listen to that. No offense. No offense. <laughs> Blake is holding his face. He's not. <laughs> this is this is the this is when Gen Z finds finds page ninety nine. <laughs> Uh, it's a positive note to leave off on the, the potential the potential uh things that you can do right now like what you can do to find an outlet <laughs> All right. this well, kazoo is insane <laughs> it's insane it sounds like a it sounds like a baby animal does he do other like scrams bands or is it just like Yeah, they probably got circle takes to square nightcore. Probably. That shit's Hands too fast down. for me. Wow, that was amazing. But yeah, I'm gonna, da- I'm gonna, gonna rip that and put it on my iPod. Wow. Yes. Make space, delete something to put that on. Yeah, I gotta oh. delete my uh 
my Aquabats albums. Oh to fuck, they do. On. They do have Circle Takes the Square Nightcore. <laughs> no, no. And I was gonna make a joke about how that sounded like Circle Takes the Square. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You gotta, you gotta send it to them, dude. I don't think they like me. No, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I haven't talked to any of those kids in forever. I got a document, Blake, that says differently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know Drew and Kathy still. They're probably okay. Didn't the drummer die? Ooh, I don't know. I saw them What's in up? like, I saw them at like the fest in like 2011 or something. That was the last time I saw them. Well, I don't know. I think they had a drummer named Jay who passed away. Well, anyway, to leave the episode on a positive note. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 anyway, thanks for coming on, Blake, dude. This yeah, was, was a lot of fun. Time, and you gotta yeah, keep us posted awesome. on you gotta keep us posted on the ska page ninety-nine <laughs> collaboration that that's sure to come out in twenty twenty two when things are safe again. Yeah, we'll be counting on that for sure. Awesome. Who the fuck that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Collins. That's um, what it says. We're searching Circle Takes the Square drummer. Drew, uh, I know Drew and Kathy. Oh my god. He looks like he's took a bunch of stock photos. What's going cool. on? I think this is another he's, musician. Yeah, like another named Caleb, Caleb Collins. Collins. And yeah. it does not look like he Fives. would be in this band. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what if yeah, it's him? Not in the band. Well, there's no happy here. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Stay posted. Yep. We w- yep. will follow up. And uh, thanks, everyone. All right. Thank, thank you. you. See you later. Bye. Peace.